You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Volio. For years, companies have used incentive travel to help motivate and reward top-performing employees or business associates. While these fun-filled escapes provide a way for people to unwind and rejuvenate for a job well done, they typically do not include opportunities to do good or to give back. But that is changing thanks to HMI performance incentives. This Massachusetts-based company is transforming the group reward travel experience by integrating corporate social responsibility activities into its programs. In addition to kicking back for a few days, participants can spend time supporting a local nonprofit or a cause that aligns with their own values. The CSR activities are voluntary and relatively easy to do. Since 2021, HMI Performance Incentives has worked with 24 organizations across 10 countries, raising nearly 90,000 in the process through donated goods and monetary contributions. Equally important, CSR program participants feel excited about the positive impact they have made and inspire others to follow suit. To talk more about this purposeful approach to incentive travel, I am joined by Kate Cardoso, Director of Strategic Services at HMI, and her colleague, Nora Finnerty, a marketing content specialist. Kate, Nora, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, Kate, I want to start with you. I would like to know um, what drove the decision by HMI to incorporate CSR elements into your incentive travel programs. You know, was this something that your clients were asking for? It's kind of a, of a long answer that I'll try to, to make short, and there are a couple of different uh, parts to it. So, this was actually not something that our clients were asking for. This mm-hmm. came about during the pandemic. And I think the the biggest piece of this and and where it started was Paul Ferreira, who is the founder of HMI, really wanted to change how group travel, how we did group travel. And so he created this reimagined concept. And one of the elements of that concept was this idea of, of doing some kind of a corporate social responsibility initiative as part of every program that that we do. And so the the second piece of this, and they're they're very they're layered uh, and very parallel to each other because they were happening at around the same time, is that that Nora and I met. Nora and I met in um, late March or early April of 2020 in person. That's not a time that people were typically meeting each other in person, uh, but we both we found each other uh, volunteering at a Mana Community Kitchen in Northampton. And Manic Community, community Kitchen was uh, a, a food bank. Uh, it was a, a community uh, service space uh, where hot meals were provided to people in need pre-COVID. Uh, Mana has been around for uh, 30 plus years. Uh, so Nora and I both found ourselves there. Nora had been volunteering for a while. She was finishing her master's program in public health at UMass. I was an underemployed meeting planner because no, no travel was happening and I was looking for something to do. And so we found each other at, at Mana met, uh, connected, were both really involved, had the, the fortune to be involved in uh, growing mana exponentially because the, the need for hot meals grew, uh, it doubled, it more than doubled. 
So Nora and I were part of helping MANA grow to support the increased need to also uh, create other ways of getting food to people. It used mm-hmm. to be sit down, it then had to go to, to go at the door and also delivery to, to people who could not get out to get uh, to get food for themselves. And also creating a community space for people who are unhoused in Northampton and the surrounding community. It was a lot of, of growth for MANA and, and Nora and I were so uh, grateful to have been part of that. So that was happening around the same time that Paul was saying, we need to do something different. We need to make this more meaningful in all of these ways. And if it weren't for Paul's commitment um, to dedicating resources to this idea uh, and and bringing Nora on board, uh, because I said, Nora, you'd be a a great person to do this. You know how things are are done. So thanks to Paul for uh, really committing to this. Thanks to Nora for uh, coming on, on board to help HMI figure out how to do this in a really impactful, meaningful, authentic way. Uh, we wouldn't be talking about this with you right now. So it wasn't uh, what our clients were asking for, but the response that we got when we presented it to our clients was uh, was absolutely uh, amazing. They they have been in this fully with us uh, once presented with with that option. So Nora, what are some of the benefits of uh, an initiative like this that participants especially value? Yes, it's been such a outpouring of support and people that are really just very engaged and then really find a way to take it back to their own communities. And not only for participants really opens up the world of where they are, where they're vacationing kind of beyond the walls of their resort or their hotel, really giving them insight into the community that they are in, but also giving some inspiration to take it back to their own communities and decide to do some work locally, which is a wonderful and an inspirational way for us to have really kind of come to this and and keep pushing it out there in further and further ways. And what we really have found is that when we have these organizations come to these activities, to these community service initiatives and talk about the need and talk about how this activity or the this packaging of, of food boxes, for example, is really going to be helping people and, and get to hear about the impact. And it, it just resonates across the room. People get to really understand how in such a short amount of time, they can really take their time that they are vacationing and supposed to be relaxing to just make a difference in the place where they are. You know, we've had people come back to us with quotes saying, you know, this was un unquestionably the most important part of my trip, the the best part of my trip. It's opened their eyes to the people that they may not have been exposed to just going on vacation to places like Mexico or the Bahamas or Aruba. And they really ask us to continue to provide these activities. And even oftentimes they would like to get invested in other ways. They ask, how can we be helpful? Can we make a donation? Can next time we do this, can we bring things with us? And so it's really been such a resounding positive experience, not just for us at HMI getting to see these these numbers grow as the number of CSR initiatives or doing the, the donation amount, the amount of food that we've been able to, to donate to communities. It also has been such a resounding thing for the participants to figure out ways to, to incorporate this into a traditional trip that, you know, and, and, and decide, yes, I'm going to spend this time giving back. Was, I'm just curious, was there any apprehension at all on HMI's part, you know, as you rolled out this program, or did you really felt that Paul feel that the time was right? Paul really has been such a supporter and really has always felt the time was right. And even when there have been times where it's been a little bit more challenging to coordinate just based upon being, you know, a, a 
so far away from the destination where we hope to put this on and we hope to to coordinate this. But even when it comes with the, with the challenges, it's always been just such a such a show of support from everyone in HMI to really figure out ways to do this, whether that be to actively have a an activity or off sometimes just making a donation and then having that organization come and talk about how that, that money is being spent at their organization. So in, in, in multiple ways, we were able to, to interact and, and give back. And with the support of, you know, all of HMI and Paul being the, kind of the head of the ship, always trying to push and how can we make this better? How can we make this more interactive? It's been such a, a, a wonderful thing. Kate, do you believe that purpose-led companies in particular would find this kind of travel especially appealing? So the answer to that is absolutely. For a purpose-led company, this is the only way, I think, to, to do group travel. And if it's not part of the group travel, then is that purpose-led company being being authentic to their their purpose? Uh, so that that's what I would say to to that. And and we have tried to make this back to your last question. We have tried to make this as easy as possible for our clients and for our attendees to be engaged with it. It is somewhat of a heavy lift uh, incorporating these, and that's why uh, if if Nora weren't involved, we we might be talking about a less successful venture. Uh, but having a, a somebody who's dedicated to figuring this out and and doing a lot of that legwork instead of a program manager, it makes all of the difference. But as far as how we approach our clients with this, we're we're not. This is not a hard sell. We're saying to them, here's here's what we we, we want to do a community service initiative. We want to do something that gives back to the local community. You can either be part of this with us and we can do this and we can do an activity and the attendees can be engaged with it. If you want nothing to do with it, then we will just make a donation to a nonprofit as part of this, this program. So this is a, it's not a hard sell. Uh, and we have in maybe one or two cases had it where a client says, you know what, we're, we're just not in, we just don't want to be part of this for whatever reason. And we have just made a donation. So we make it as, as involved uh, as the client wants it to be. Right. So let me just ask you another question around that, Kate. Do you connect your clients to these opportunities or do you um, work with these clients to help build out a program like this? Or is it sort of a combination of both? It's a combination of both. I have uh, some clients that say, do whatever you want and just keep us informed with whatever information you need from us. And then I have other clients that they want to help choose the nonprofit organization. They want to help figure out what we're going to be doing as part of the activity. So it really is, is based on, on what the, the client, how much the client wants to be involved. If a client already has some corporate social responsibility um, initiatives that they're, that they're working on, whether that is, uh, you know, around uh food insecurity, or it might be around uh, education, um, we can we can incorporate whatever they have that's existing that they would like to bring uh, on a trip uh, and, and do it that way. So it, it really is every every program that we do is is different based on on the client and and of course the destination and, and what, uh, what what nonprofit organizations are in that destination. Nora, can you talk a little bit about the process for identifying nonprofit partners for these uh, activations? Kind of going back to what Kate said, we're really trying to engage our clients in what what may be their mission. You know, we have some clients who do that work locally, whether that she said be around food insecurity or or housing, and we try to ask them what areas do you find most resonate with your company that you really would like to highlight. And so, when we are thinking about a destination, we will approach a client, and if they have some sort of 
mission that they feel it really resonates with them, we'll try to find and do the research. And so a lot of this work is done with me on the computer, just doing some research about organizations, at least initially as we have been trying to develop this and grow our network of organizational partners. When it comes to places that we travel a lot, so in this past year, we have traveled a lot to Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. And so that, that offers us the opportunity to engage with organizations multiple times and in multiple ways. And that is a really wonderful uh, network to, to start growing. And, and those organizations can then also introduce us to other organizations that they know and help us to make those connections. So more often than not, it's us going out there and trying to search for those organizations more than organizations coming to us. Um, and that may just be due to the nature of this kind of being a new part of this group travel programs. And so as we grow and as we are continuing to connect, perhaps this will be something that there will be a built network where people can start approaching us with, with their ask, their needs, their, their ideas. Because when we reach out to organizations, oftentimes they, they have an understanding of how this could work for them. So they give us different ideas of you could do this with this many people or that with this many people. And what we're really trying to think about is the different tiers of how we can get our clients involved, whether that be the, the most basic level, as Kate said, where we're just, HMI is going to make a donation and we'll, we'll let you know who it is. And if you'd like to have that person come and talk at your farewell dinner, wonderful, happy to, happy to coordinate that for you. If you'd like to be more involved, great. We'll have a activity on site where your participants are going to get involved that maybe for, you know, 20 minutes, or you're trying to extend it to even an hour to really have some sort of, to take that time. And then there's even another level, which is getting participants off site to the to the organization's home base and that may be doing something for them there whether that be gardening whether that be just maintenance you know things that they may not have the hands for that we can bring a group of people there and they can work together to do a do a job and really get to see where this need lives and so it can be multi-tiered in how we approach it but we're really trying to grow that network of of organizational partners that we can um continue to reach out to and then grow within that community. So if we do go back to Putacana and there we have a client that's far more interested in another mission than perhaps the one that we've already explored, we can ask that that organizational partner to, to introduce us to, to the people at the table. Do you typically work with one nonprofit partner for each of these programs? Um, or if there are like-minded nonprofits, you're you're more than fine with working with more than one. We love to work with more than one. Why not? you know, increase the impact that we can have across right. different um, organizations. And mostly it has been one just as we've been kind of getting this wheel to start turning. But we actually recently had an activity in Las Vegas at the Bellagio Hotel where we actually benefited two different organizations. Right. We were able to do something for the food bank. We're able to package up um, household cleaning supplies, things that, you know, that WIC or SNAP or things that, you know, low lower income people, they don't have the fiscal resources to cover and isn't covered by any sort of support networks. And so, and then we also decided to, to build little kits for people who are experiencing homelessness for personal hygiene supplies, little, little things that, you know, that may, they may need small travel size bags that we, that we can hand out. And then the, the last one was we benefited St. Jude's Camp, Camp to Belong, which is a wonderful organization that reunites siblings who, who have been separated in the foster care system. And they, they, they bring them together for a week, for a week of camp, where they can do all the traditional camp activities. But what we did was we packaged up little snack bags for them as on their way to camp. So as an introduction to the camp for them to have on the way there. So we were able to benefit 
different organizations that that really hit different missions and allowed our participants to engage in more more than one way. Hello, Beyond Profit listener. If you're looking to better understand how to define a brand's purpose that will ignite the hearts and minds of consumers in your workforce, be sure to register for The Purpose Advantage. This on-demand, fully interactive training course includes knowledge checks, activities, assessments, and resources and tools to help you become a more purposeful marketer. Learn more by visiting ana.net slash purposeadvantage. That's ana.net slash purposeadvantage. And now, back to the show. I am joined today by Kay Cardoso, Director of Strategic Services at HMI Performance Incentives, and her colleague, Nora Finnerty, a marketing content specialist. Nora, sticking with you, I'd love for you to share um, perhaps another example of a successful CSR event for a client. So we recently had another CSR activity happening in Punta Cana with one of our, our most active clients in the CSR world of, as unicarriers. And so they were building some food boxes for the local community. And what we had found or what Kate had found while she was there was that a lot of the people that worked at the hotel actually had been um, victims of losing their homes due to a natural disaster. And so we were able to then give some of these boxes, these hundred boxes that we put together to to the people who are actually working at the hotel and get to see them receive the boxes. And that that was a really meaningful thing. And we, you know, with people saying, you know, oh gosh, I'm going to figure out a way to do this back home. Um, we also had a, a lower level CSR where it was just a, simply a donation. And this was in um, Georgia. We, we brought um, a group to, to Sea Island, Georgia. And at the at the last meal, their farewell dinner, we, the representative got up and talked about the, the the impact of the donation, and actually, the people who had won the awards that they were there to present that at the farewell dinner gave their own their own winnings to increase this donation, and the donation more than doubled that what we were going to donate just just as an organ just as a, the simple one off uh, donation ended up growing and growing and more people from the group just started pledging more and more funds. And so that was a really impactful and really ins- inspirational way of seeing how these can really proliferate just beyond the, the one simple donation that we definitely make, at least in, in every single one of our programs. Wow, pretty powerful stuff. Kate, I want to bring you back. Internally, HMI employees are encouraged to support the causes in communities that you care deeply about. I'm hoping you can share an example of how this has played out recently. The different departments at HMI will will do a, a community service day. I, I think it's probably uh, one day a year that the different departments will go out uh, into the greater Boston area and, and be involved in a community service initiative. What HMI has done the last uh, couple of years around the holidays is also reach out to all of the employees to find out what charities we either volunteer at or donate to. And then they put them all together in some kind of a, you know, if it's a gamification. And so we send that out to our clients with all of the different charities uh, listed and they can vote on uh, a set amount of money and, and how it's distributed to these charities that all of the employees are part of. That feels good to, to be part of a, an organization that is uh, not only giving back to the community uh, that, that we're a part of, but also uh, paying attention to, to what their employees are doing in their own communities uh, mm-hmm. if they're not necessarily local to, uh, to the HMI headquarters. So I'd like to ask a question to both of you, and Kate, I'll start with you. Um, What effect has this work that you're doing, this do-good work, had on you professionally, as well as outside the workplace? 
I don't think I can explain adequately the impact that it's had on on my life professionally and and personally. I've been doing meetings and event planning for 20 plus years, and it makes it hard with all of the travel that I do to really be engaged in my local community. So I'll, you know, I'll coach girls on the run and I'll be on um, a board for this and a board for that or an executive committee for something, but it's hard. I miss all these meetings because of travel. And so it really is hard for me to engage in my own community as much as I would like. During the pandemic was a different story, but uh, otherwise it's really hard for me to do that. So the fact that I can, on a, a weekly, daily, monthly basis, be working on these programs, uh, it, it means the world for, to me. So it has given me uh, more purpose and, and more meaning, in particular in my work life, but also it has profoundly impacted me uh, personally as well. And I'm so grateful to have had this opportunity to, to do this and, and to continue to do this. And Nora, what, what effect has this worked out on you? Well, my my master's is in public health, and I've always really thought of myself as someone who loves to get involved and do good in my community. And when it came to thinking about this as a profession, I ne- or integrating this into my profession, I never really thought of this as something that was even possible. How do I think about creating community service initiatives globally? And it really is such a niche a niche industry, this group travel. And so coming into it, I you know I thought I could be helpful on site and just try to work in this travel director role. But when it came to thinking about how to integrate community service into it, it my role just exploded thinking about how all the, the multitude of ways and the different unique ways that I could help get people involved in a global sense. And um, it also really just helps me to think about the impact that, you know, just this one company from Norwood, Massachusetts can have across the globe and what an an inspirational way to get involved and a way to really take my interest in in public health and the community health to to a whole nother level. My last question today is also for both of you and Nora, I'll start with you. What does the future look like in your mind for CSR travel incentives? Do you believe that the company has just scratched the surface at what's possible? I really do. I think there are so many ways that we can figure out getting involved in, in in really unique ways. And as we've been traveling, we're hearing about this more and more from our hotel contacts to our nonprofits that we partner with them talking about this becoming more of more of a, a, a usual thing for them just to be involved in. And so I think we really are only scratching the surface when it comes to what we're able to do, the impact that we can make, and HMI being not only the only one doing it. Okay, I'll leave the uh, last word for you. I, I agree. I think we've only scratched the, the surface on this, and, and we've spent three years now trying to figure this out, and we call it you know, phase one, phase two, maybe we're in phase four now, and we've done it with DMC partners. We've done it on our own. We're looking at potentially partnering with organizations that have uh, developed to do this in particular. And so uh, there's a lot that that we are excited to explore. Now we're finally, I think, at a point where it's more feasible to bring groups to these nonprofit organizations rather than having most of these activities happen on property. We're really excited about 
about uh, about what the the possibilities are in, in the future. This is not going away. This is not going away because I think people are really passionate about it, and and it shouldn't go away. The concept of doing well and doing good. People who are on these group travel incentive programs, they they do well, or else they wouldn't be on this trip. So how do we make make it easy for them to to do good? I don't mean to to get into really big concepts or ideas here, but I do think that uh, there is. For me, the the meaning of life, here we go, right, um, is helping people. You know, as a civilization, we wouldn't be anywhere if we didn't help each other. And so this is an opportunity to easily help people where, wherever wherever you go. Uh, and so uh, it's it's on on us at, at HMI here. We've we've taken this on to 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 do this everywhere we go and and to hopefully create a blueprint or or create something that encourages other people to do this is this is open source. There's no competition in this for us. So anyone is welcome to reach out to to get some ideas and, and what to do, what not to do, because uh, we just need to be encouraging all companies to do this, whether they're third-party agencies or their uh, in-house uh, corporate event planning teams. This is something that is doable and, and should be done. Kate Cardoso, Nora Affinity, thank you so much for joining me on Beyond Profit, and I do wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you. Thank you for having us. For more information on HMI Performance Incentives, please visit hmiaward.com. That's hmiaward.com. And if you would like to recommend a guest or a topic for this podcast, please email me at brandpurpose at ana.net. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.